Hello, I'm Scott Millis, senior pastor here at Living Word Family Church, and I'd like to welcome you to our podcast. We want to thank you for joining us today, and we hope that today's message encourages you and equips you in your walk with Christ. Here's today's message. Welcome, friends, to Wednesday night. So glad you could tune in tonight. I was just uh, thinking earlier about how faithful God is, so faithful to us, to all generations, and I'm thankful that we know him. I hope you do tonight. I hope you're tuning in to, to get more information about who he is and who we are in Christ. Uh, you know, we've been talking about the established heart. And, uh, you know, to be established in this day and hour is important. Uh, if you look up that word established, it means to make firm or stable. We're to be stable and firm in this day and this hour because there are all kinds of voices in the world today. There's things dividing our families, they're dividing our church, they're dividing uh, people of all kinds here in, the, in our nation. And we better know what we believe and we better know who we believe in. Amen. And uh, as you know, the, the theme scripture for us has been uh, Psalm 112, which is really talks about how to establish our heart. And last week we talked a little bit about focusing on the word. And uh, I want to read Psalm 112 again. You say, well, I've heard that before. Well, if you've ever listened to uh, Brother Copeland or Keith Moore or some of these other pastors, you're, they, they don't stop at one time of, of saying things. On what, they go from uh, message to message to message, especially Keith. And uh, I just want to emphasize these things because it's important that we have a firm foundation and because uh, troubled times, we're, we're living in troubled times. I'm not trying to be negative. It's just you don't have to look very far to see it. But in Psalm 112, it says this, praise the Lord. Well, that's the first thing we need to be able to do. Uh, all throughout the Psalms, uh, David writes things like, uh, bless the Lord, praise the Lord, lift, you know, magnify the Lord. All those things that we need to be doing that puts us over. But it goes on, says, blessed is the man. Now, when you know he says man, he means that, that man and woman who fears the Lord. And Amplified says fortunate, prosperous, and favored by God. Do you know you're favored by God? I, I pray that you're praying over yourself every day. Lord, I thank you that I'm prosperous and I'm favored. Everywhere I go, I'm favored. Uh, I've had an opportunity the last couple of weeks to, uh, to, to go to a couple of things and be a part of a couple of things and where things have been given to me. And I never thought, you know, going there, I figured I was going to have to spend money, but I didn't have to because it was given to me. And I thought, that's just the favor of God. You know, we have favor, but it goes on to say, is the man or the person who fears the Lord with awe-inspired reverence and worships him with obedience. How I many obedience, the Bible says, is better than what? You know this scripture, sacrifice. Sacrifice means, well, I go to church. Uh, obedience says I live for Christ through six days a week also, not just seven day, or the seventh day, amen? But it goes on to say, surely he will never be what? Shaken. You don't want to be shaken today about all the trouble that's going on. You know, one of the, 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 the biggest things in the world, the devil always uses fear. God wants us to use what? Faith. That's faith. Faith is trusting in what he's already appropriated through Jesus Christ. Do you know that it has already been given to us? We've already got it. When you've accepted Jesus Christ, 
He has given you all things that pertain to life and godliness through his son, Jesus. So we will not be shaken. The righteous will be in everlasting remembrance. How many of you know you want to remember what God has done? That's why we need to hear things over and over and over. Faith comes by what? Hearing and hearing by the word of God. But it also, you know, we use it. Faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing the word of God because it's so easy to forget something. We don't want it to be second nature. We want it to be first nature. When the problem comes, what do you want? Who are you going to call? You want to call on the Lord just like right now. Now you may have to call somebody else to, to help you to do something, but you want to get his direction, his wisdom, his input before you go anywhere else. So that should be our first call. He will not be afraid of evil tidings. You ever thought about that? Will not be afraid of bad news, the Amplified says. Bad news. Well, you know, there's bad news everywhere. And if you're focusing up on that, guess what? Your heart will be troubled. Your heart will be overcharged with, with things of, of the world. And God doesn't want you that. He wants his heart, goes on to say, his heart is steadfast, trusting in the Lord. Goes on to say his heart will, is established. He will not be afraid until he sees the desire upon his enemies. So listen, my friends, we're, we're not to be uptight about what's going on today, fearful. You know, it was brought up, I think, uh, last Sunday. I don't know if you got to be here or, or see it online, but Tony Cook was here, wonderful teacher of, of the Word of God, and he was talking about uh, uh, heaven and dying and going on. But one of the things he said is we shouldn't be afraid to die. Well, if you get to the point where you're not afraid to die, you can live for God first and foremost, which is so appropriate for this day and hour because God's looking for people that'll live for him. How many of you know we need to live for him? We need to tell ourselves, I'm a child of the living God. I'm anointed with the Holy Ghost and power. I'm going to go about doing good as Jesus instructed, he did and he instructed us to do through the Great Commission. So we're, we're to do that. But we're to meditate on the word. You know, I read Joshua where it says meditate on the word day and night. Well, we're to think about the word. The word is what puts us over. The word is what is true. How many of you know there's a lot of uh, uh, liar, lying and, and stuff going on, untruths in the world today? But what is true? Thy word is truth. That's what Jesus said when he said over in John 17, the great uh, high priest of prayer, he was praying for his disciples at that time, and he ends up praying for us. You know, in John 17, you know he prayed for us? How many, well, let me, I, I wasn't even going to go there, but I want to go there now. John 17, this isn't in my notes. <laughs> I just told uh, Matt, my director over here, I said, I'm, I'm going to go a certain way today, but I'm not sure where it will end up. But in John 17, you know, he prays. It says he prays for himself in the first part of John 17. Then he prays for his disciples. And he goes down here because I want to say about what truth is. He says, uh, they, they are not of the world, just as I'm not of the world. Sanctify them by your truth. How do you get sanctified? How do you get so filled with the power of God is by truth. And he goes on to say, your word is truth. How many of you know your word is truth? And, and then for their sakes, I sanctify myself that they also may be sanctified by the truth. Then, it, then here's the part he prays for all believers. That includes us, my brothers and sisters. You know, Jesus is the great high priest. He's ever making intercession for us in heaven today. You know, he's praying for us today. Amen. But it goes on to say, I do not pray for these alone, but also for those who will believe in me 
through thy, their word, through their word, that means the ones that came before us, that they may be one as you, Father, are one, and I and you, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me. And the glory which you have give, gave me, have, I have given them, and that they may be one just as we are one. How, you know, he wants us to be one with him. You know that? That's Jesus saying, how do you do that? By the truth of the word of God. Amen. We got to know the truth. Now, I was the other scripture we have read with this in accordance with what I'm speaking about today in the last few weeks is Proverbs 4. How many of you know it's important to know what Proverbs, <laughs> the, the wisest man in the world, wrote many things that apply to us today. But he says in, in verse 20 of Proverbs 4, my son or my daughter, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. He says, incline your ear to them. Listen to what I'm saying. How many of you know, if you don't know what's in the word, it's hard for him to get something to it, to bring into your remembrance. It says, when the Holy Spirit comes, he will lead and guide you into all remembrance, show you things to come. Well, you gotta put something in before you can get it into remembrance. But he says, do not let them depart from your eyes. In other words, keep reading the word, keep listening to what the Holy Spirit says, Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. Now, I told you, uh, I think I mentioned it before, over in uh, Matthew 12, Jesus said, when he told them, he called them a, uh, a, the, the, uh, the disciples, not the disciples, but the Sanhedrin and those he called them a bunch of vipers. He says, how can you being evil speak good things? And he says, because out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth will speak. Why do we need the word of God? And why do we need it coming out of our mouth? Because Satan is a legalist. When we're speaking the things of the world and what he says, guess what? We've gave him an introde to where he can come into our lives and it becomes a reality. Listen, when you go around saying, well, uh, I don't know if I'm going to make it. You know, that's what he's telling you when things don't go well. Well, you're not going to have enough money or you're not going to, how are you going to pay your bills or, or, you know, somebody's sick in your family. Well, I don't know if we can get well or not. You know, he'll keep bombarding you over and over and over. What's he want you to do? At a point in time, he'll want you to say, I don't think I'm going to make it. And boy, when you did that, he's op you opened the door to him. What we need to be saying, Lord, I, I know this is tough, but I'm an overcomer. I overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of my testimony. My word is that I, I'm prosperous in all ways. I meditate your word day and night. And I know what your word says because I'm going to say that instead of what I feel. How many of you know where uh, we base so many things on what we feel today? Well, I don't, you know, they're using that in this gender thing that they got out there. Well, I feel like a girl today when you're really a boy, or I feel like a, a boy today and you're really a girl. I mean, this is so bizarre and so I can't even imagine how we got to this point in our world, but uh, we know Satan is a master deceiver. But don't be just fooled. He wants your voice and he wants your words to cooperate with him. And God said, if you'll cooperate with me, speak my word, I'll begin to be able to be a, a, a bring you victory in your life. But we need to know that. So what what does uh, uh, verse 20, it says, what you see and what you hear get, has a way to get into your heart. That's what verse, basically what's 
incline your, uh, to give attention to my words and incline your ears to my saying. Eyes and ears are the gateway to your heart. Eyes and ears are the gateway to your heart. It goes on to say, do you want to live in victory? Do you want victory in your life? Well, the, the kind of life that God wants you to have is based right here. You want a blessed life? You want to follow God's, you got to follow God's instructions. That's the bottom line. It goes down here. Attention should be focused on what God says more than what the world or the devil says. Got to focus. That, that we talked about focusing on the word last week. And, or I think it was last week. Anyway, verse 21 says the word produces what? Life, abundant life, victory. Goes on to say in Proverbs, or it goes on to say in 22, produces health. How many of you need health today? Get in the word of God. Find out it's his will that you be healed. We don't have to pray if it be thy will. We know what his word says. First Peter 2.24, what's it say? By the stripes that he bore, <laughs> we're healed. Amen? Amen. It's a done deal. And let God be true. Hallelujah. Let God be true and every person a liar. When they tell you, well, so-and-so had that and they didn't make it. Well, that's so-and-so. That doesn't have to be us. God wants every person in the world saved. Did you know that? Did you know when Jesus went to the cross, he died for everyone in the world? But not everyone is, is saved, are they? Well, how did they get saved? They believed in their heart and said with their mouth. How many of you know the, the things that we receive from God are the, uh, other things that we receive from God, the promises of God are received the same way? We believe in our heart. God, I know you want me healed. So I'm speaking healing over myself. I thank you tonight, right now, that Jesus paid the price for my healing. I speak to my body, be healed in Jesus' name. We begin to speak the word of God over our situations. If I don't have money in my, in my checkbook to pay my bills, Lord, I thank you that you provided all things. All of my need is provided by Christ Jesus. And I thank you that I have more than enough to pay my bills and be a blessing to the kingdom of God. You begin to change things. You begin to thank him for that. Why? Because you give him opportunity to bless your life. Amen? Amen. In verse 23, it says, The spirit man, you protect your heart, for eventually will come out of your mouth. What, you, what you're putting in your heart will eventually come out of your mouth. So we need to know that. But back over to Psalm 112, Satan hates when people find who are established in the word of God. Do you know that? He's not worried about the Christian that goes to church and, and, and things. He's our, if you're not speaking the word, if you're living in the world's way, even though you uh, have accepted Christ, he's already got you. But when you begin to stand up in the midst of all your trouble and you begin to praise God and worship God and bless him right in the midst of your, your trouble and, 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 and say, no, I'm standing strong in the midst of this and I'm going to speak the word of God, he doesn't like that at all. You're a threat to him. You're wield, welding this sword over him and he knows it. So you have to, you have to be established in the word. And now... It's more than just reading the Bible. It's taking time to meditate on the word day and night, speaking the word. And this is highly important. Not only reading it, but speaking it over yourself and over your situations. That's how we overcome. Uh, I've, I've mentioned this before, but I want to say it again. A lot of us have information without revelation. If you don't have a revelation of who you are in Christ, the devil can steal what, what God has done for you. 
Information without revelation means no transformation. Over in Romans 12 too, you know that scripture, I've used it many times. <laughs> Don't be conformed to what? This world or the world's ways, but be transformed. How many of you want to be transformed into, the, into, the, into uh, the, what Christ has made us into? By the renewing of your mind. You're transformed by the renewing of your mind. We come out in this, this world that's uh, ruled by Satan right now, but not for much longer. But we come out and we have to renew our mind to what God says on a regular basis. Not just, not just once in a while. That's why I go to church, Brother Mike. Yeah, but what are you doing in between the time you go to church? What's, how are you living? How are you operating? Are you operating on what God says? Now, Paul wanted us to know that so much. Now, we have Paul. If you have your Bibles, turn to Ephesians chapter 1. I'm not even getting to what I was going to talk to you tonight about, uh, which is new, uh, new creation realities. And, and we'll get to that next week. But that's all right. I plan on being here next week. How about you? Call your, tell your friends. Say, friends, get online. You need to hear the word of God. Amen? And that's why I use a lot of scripture, because in what, what I have to say so much is about what the word of God has to say. It's going to put you over. Well, I knew a brother. He just talked like this, and he didn't. He, oh, I just love to hear him preach. Well, did he preach with the word of God? That's the point. <laughs> you better be telling you something that puts you over. But Paul, how many of you know Paul didn't know Christ, was on the road to Damascus, met Jesus, and, and, and after that, he would, for three years, I know he was in the desert or back in the back and learning about his revelation, it says, he said, didn't come from man. It came from the Spirit of God directly to him, and he wanted everyone to know that. He, he, uh, for years, he was, he was being told things from the very throne of God that he wrote in these letters, to the, uh, which we call epistles or letters, to the, to the churches. And he's writing this letter to the Ephesian church, and we've, you've heard us say this before if you've been around me and around some others. He's writing this to the Ephesian church. He's telling us about the precious promises, about the Spirit of God, who we are in him, and that's what part of this is in him, redemption, who we are in Christ. And then he says this. This is a born-again, Spirit-filled church at Ephesus. But he wanted them to know even more than what they already knew. So he says this, therefore, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, now that's, that's us today. <laughs> for after he heard of our faith in the Lord Jesus, he's telling us even today, do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. Now he's telling this group of people that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Listen, he says, I've, I've seen some things. I know you know some things, but I want you to have a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. I want you to know him. That was his expressed desire over in Philippians 3. What did he say after he had done so many things? And, and he says, what do you want, Paul? I want to know him and the power of his resurrection. Paul knew some things. He walked through some things. He, and he's saying to this church, I want them that yeah, I want you to know even more. I want you to have a revelation. I found over the years of being here for a long time, walking in this, this uh, capacity I'm walking in now as an associate, but also as just a Christian. Why do people slip away? Why do people come and say the sinner's prayer and oh, things will all be good. 
they, I believe it's because they don't have a true revelation of who they are in Christ and who Christ is in them and the price that he paid for their salvation. When you get that, you may stumble, but you ain't going to fall very long. You're going to get right back up and, and continue to, to serve God. Because we all go through days where we don't feel like doing something or we don't. But listen, when you, and Paul is saying, I want you to have that kind of, I want you not only to have some information, I want you to have a spirit and revelation of that knowledge in him. Goes on to say, the eyes of your understanding be enlightened. In other words, you got your eyes open to the truth. You know what the truth is. And it goes on to say, that you may know what is the hope of his calling. What are the riches of the glory of his heritage in the saints? And what is the exceeding, exceeding, exceeding greatness of his power? Exceeding greatness of his power. You ever read Ephesians 3.20? We could do that. I'll do that in just a moment. Of his power towards us to believe according to his workings of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at right hand in heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, only, not only in the, this age, but also which was to come. Listen, over in Ephesians 3.20, when I said the greatness of his power, listen to this. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly, I wish you'd say that tonight, exceedingly, abundantly, above all we could ask or think. How many of you know he can do whatever you can come up with? Whatever that mankind has come up with, he can do exceedingly, abundantly, above all of that. Have you ever thought of that? Whatever your hopes and dreams and goals are, he can even ex go further than that. And it says, according to the power that works in what? In Christ? No, in us. That's what Christ wants us to know him. That's why Paul was saying right there in Ephesians chapter 1 and praying that prayer. He said, I know you're on your way. I know you've gotten saved. I know you're filled with the Holy Spirit. But he's got far greater things for you. Well, he would say that to us tonight. He's got far greater things. To us. Don't, get, don't get hung up on little things. You know, we sometimes get hung up on the little things, on the on the little uh, what they call uh, uh, the, the the little ma making mountains out of molehills. Don't we do that sometimes? We make big deals out of stuff. You know, we shouldn't make big deals out of stuff. We ought to get in this word and say, "I'm just going to do what He tells me to do. I'm not going to get sidetracked." Because you know what? Side when you get sidetracked, it steals the anointing that God has on your life. Do you know you've been anointed? I've been anointed. Matt over here is directing this tonight. He's anointed. Do you know that? But don't let things steal and uh, uh, cause you to be offended or cause you to get sidetracked with other little things. You know, I think all the things we're seeing uh, uh, today, if you're not careful, you'll get fearful and worried and anxious about all this stuff. I mean, these are all distractions to keep us from doing what God's called us to do. You know what that is? It's go out and be disciples and be evangelists and be witnesses to the kingdom of God, that others would come into the kingdom. I find it very interesting that most of the, most of the people we read about in this Bible 
uh, starting back in, in the New Testament, didn't get really involved in, in, in every politician's uh, life and every person, uh, you know, of their government. They, they went out and preached the gospel. Now, I thoroughly believe in praying for our, our leaders. I thoroughly believe in, in standing up for what's right. I thoroughly believe in, in voting and picking right people. But I also believe that first and foremost, the thing we're supposed to do is bring other people into the kingdom of God. The time is short, my friends. We want as many people to go to heaven with us as we can take. <laughs> we want to infiltrate heaven with, uh, with sinners. We were once sinners, now we're no longer sinners. Amen? So that's what we're looking at today. And that, that's what Paul was saying. He's saying, hey, I'm, 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 I'm doing this for you. I want you to know this. I want you to know him like I'm wanting to know him. I'm still striving to know him. Even though I've run this race I want to know him. How about you tonight? Do you really want to know him? Get in this Bible. Begin to say the things. Find out the promises of God. One of the little things, I'll, 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 next week I'll talk about it even more. I'm not doing this. But I would, I would encourage you. See this little book? I've, I brought it out before. Brother Hagin wrote this book. It's called In Him. In who we are in Christ. And Paul was saying that in the first part of this, Ephesians 1, who we are in Christ, what he's done for us and who we are. And so it's important that we know that. Why? Because the devil can't steal it out of your heart if you know that you know that you know. <laughs> That's the whole key of renewing our mind all the time. How many of you know we've forgotten things yesterday, that was, some things we've done yesterday, and we can forget things we've done today. But when we know that we know, Amen. That it's God's will to save, to heal, deliver. He's brought such a great salvation through Christ. The devil cannot steal that from you and me. And I'm just telling you tonight, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep pushing it as long as I can, as long as the Lord gives me. But we've, we've been redeemed from that old life and brought into the kingdom of God. And we need to let people know we need to know it ourselves. Amen. Amen. Well, I didn't get to where I was going tonight, but that's all right. We'll get to it next time. Let's just pray before I close out here. Father, we thank you so much that you're a good, good God, faithful to every generation. I don't know what's going on in people's lives out there tonight, but I know you've provided everything that we would ever need. You've provided health, prosperity, healing, deliverance, the relationship needs that need to be met. You've sent your son. You loved us so much that you sent your son, Jesus and give his life for us that we might live for him. May we do so with, with just the joy of the Lord and the peace of God guarding our hearts in this day and this hour. What a mighty God you are. Christ in us has now become the hope of glory. May we recognize that and may we be an example of that to the world that others may come into the kingdom and know your marvelous love that you've given us. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, thanks for being here. We'll see you next week. Thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. And if you enjoyed today's message, consider sharing it with a friend. For more content and information about Living Word, check out our website at livingwordfamily.org. And remember to live the gospel and preach the gospel.